What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, and welcome to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast Repeat Edition. If I were a member of the Go-Go's, I would be chanting, we've got repeat, we've got repeat, we've got repeat. Yeah, they got it. Unbelievable. We're sitting here on a Tuesday reflecting on the fact that, that, look, folks, the doubters have been silenced, right? Like, there's no more arguments to be made in any direction. Every foe has been vanquished. Every doubt has been silenced. Every The only thing remaining are the most committed of trolls who want to be able to say anything negative about Pat Mahomes, about Travis Kelsey, about the Chiefs, about Brett Veach's acumen, about Andy Reid's legend. I'm already getting in the weeds. I don't mean to do that, folks. I just should have said hello because my pal Sterling Holmes is just sitting here going, do I get to say anything? I don't want to say that. Keep going. Go on. I'm already off the races. Welcome, my friend. How are you feeling in the basque of this Chiefs repeat? You're a little under the weather. Yeah. But your heart is over the top. I'm assuming your heart is full, but your body is is recovering. Yes, my body is it's painful. Uh, everyone on the postgame celebration was like, Sterling, why are you drinking bush light instead of bourbon? And I'm like, dude. I'm sick. And then I woke up today and I'm like, I'm even sicker. It's not like liquor. It's the fact that I have been going nonstop in my body. Got the Vegas virus, I think is what it is. When I came back to Vegas, it's the Vegas virus. But man, what a time to be a Chiefs fan. And I want to say, don't take this for granted too. Like I know I might be a little cheesy here and you're probably saying, well, come on, let's pump our chests out. Part of me says, yes, do all that. It's fun. We are the team that's on top right now. All the the Will Comptons and all the people who are um, trying to discredit what the Chiefs have done. This is not Reggie Bush's Heisman. This ain't getting taken away. This stands forever. So, and by the way, I talked to Will Compton, and Will Compton even said he does it because he can rile the Chiefs fans up. He can he can do it because, quite frankly, he's like, yeah, the Chiefs are going to win. 
but it's so easy trying to get you guys riled up. It's a troll. It's all trolling is what it is. No one actually believes it. That's no. what it comes down to. You can have, you say stuff like this. You, the reason why, you can get 31 fan, base, fan bases on your side <clears throat> instead of one. So from a marketing standpoint, why go for the one when you can have the 31 on your side? That's what all these people who are trying to discredit the Chiefs do. They're trying to get the 31 to rally behind and they go, that's fine. We'll miss out on that one, but we'll get the 31. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. It's It's low hanging fruit. It's lazy. It's too easy. We're not here for it anymore. Look, man, we are mid dynasty. Anyone who doubted the dynasty is 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 now you just have to shut up. There's nothing else to say. You could say you hate the dynasty. You could say you're tired of the dynasty. You could say I'm sick of seeing this dynasty. But the fact is the dynasty remains in place for honestly probably a very long time. I had some I had some friends who were like, "Bro, 3 in the last 5 years. How's that feel as a fan?" And I and like my immediate response, my instinctual gut response was, dude, like there's going to be like three or four more where that came from. And, and I know that sounds like ridiculous. And I believe you when you say, don't take this for granted and act like these are easy, but I don't mean that. I just mean we've seen so much of Mahomes, and this team is so young and set up for, for long-term success that, like even leadership is still around. Like no one's taking spags. No one's like everyone's. They just re up Joe Cullen for that matter. So look, man, these this team isn't going anywhere, and they're already standing in the way in a historic sense. I just love it. Yeah, the, the reason why I say don't take it for granted is we've passed this point where. The Chiefs have now got over the hump of one over two, and you're right. They are officially a dynasty now. But Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, for the longest time, right? Remember that? It was all about, oh, they're going to win so many. Drew Brees and the Saints, they're going to win so many. Yeah. Now, again, the Chiefs have now won multiple now. But even if you go back to Peyton Manning and the Colts, as Chiefs fans, how often do we say, we would love to be Peyton Manning and the Colts? And he won one in Indy, right? And then only sure. one in Denver. So I'm sitting here going, this is great and all. Pump the chest out. We, we've passed that point, but let's be a little realistic now. We always think the future's never going to get here, but at some point it will arrive. And even in the Patriots dynasty, let's be real now, there was a 10-year gap in yeah. the, their success. 10 years. Now they had a lot of regular season success, some postseason success, but it wasn't quite the same. Now, it almost brings me to another optimistic point here. We might be looking at the single greatest stretch in NFL history if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl next year. That might go down as the greatest stretch of all time. Like the Steelers early on, right? You can make make a case for the Steelers, but I, I made the point of that's great and all. That, that's outstanding. But there were 26 teams and then 28 teams. It was not set up the same way the NFL currently is. Way more parity. What the Chiefs have done currently right now is historic. Do yeah take this historic run for granted. It, it, it's incredible. You're totally right. We want to dive all into that. We want to look back at the Super Bowl. Uh, before we do, though, however, we got a great offer for you guys from DraftKings. By the way, if, if, if somehow you haven't already signed up for the DraftKings Sportsbook, we want to make sure that you get your first bet on them. Like, not on you, on them. New customers will get a second chance bet up to $1,000 when signing up with our promo code, Arrowhead. 
And by the way, there's already future bets up already for next year's MVP and Super Bowl, so you can get all those in. So that means if your first bet loses, you get your full wager return as a bonus bet up to $1,000. Signing up with our code Arrowhead not only covers your first bet, but gets you access to daily rewards and other profit boosts. So if you're looking to join DraftKings, go download the app, register with our promo code Arrowhead to make sure your first bet is covered. This offer is only available to new customers who are 21 and over and physically present in legal gambling states. Please remember to always gamble responsibly and check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you qualify. That was killer, dude. You did a really good job right there. Uh, Man, I have learned from the best, and that is you. let, Let me say this. Let me say this from the jump. By the way, if you're listening, Sterling Holmes during Super Bowl week was like both Clark Kent and Superman. He was he was Mr. Las Vegas. Even Elvis impersonators were out there going, dude, how do you keep going like you do in this city? It was amazing. How many interviews did you do? 108. 108. 100. That's the uh, the safe number. That's 108 interviews. Folks, in a city where the where the air makeup is not like nitrogen and oxygen. It's actually secondhand smoke and, and like, like threads from, 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 from used mini skirt. I don't know whatever's going on. It is a, it's a weird town. I could, I love Vegas, but if I'm there for more than three nights, I come home feeling like I need half a week just to recover and breathe. Like I need to go to, I need to go to a national park and just inhale for 24 hours. So, yeah, for you to do that, for you to do that much work, um, you know, we love Vegas, but, dude, you you did a killer job. If you're not following Sterling's work on Stacking the Box, our other podcast, you talk to, like, every great NFL, like Emmett Smith. You had wings with Miles Garrett. I mean, you were, like, crushed it folks crushed it so anyway just want to give a shout out there if you if you're like why does sterling sound sick it's because he put in the work in a major way it was awesome uh and also before we get going i want to give a shout out we got a great we have a we love our commenters we have a ton of great members but angry drunken german is just you've been here for a long time and we so appreciate your support um anyway he's gifting five membership subs to viewers here today and uh so if you don't already have um a membership and want to join us for off season by the way there's a lot to talk about this off season chris jones Jerry sneed draft there's going to be a busy busy time in our membership discord to discuss uh we may have some uh random gift memberships coming from one of our own so thanks to adg there uh for that you're a sweetheart by the way thank you thank you are you talking about me or yeah, both, uh, both you guys? It's very kind of you guys. Yeah, we're all sweethearts here. I will say uh, my mustache is gone. I know I saw someone comment about it. Yes. <laughs> um, the reason being is it's a playoff mustache. It's a playoff stash. I grew it out the past two playoffs. The Chiefs are in and the Chiefs won both Super Bowls. So now it's a yearly tradition in the playoffs. I will grow it a mustache the entire time. Uh, I'll shave it in the regular season. Sometimes if the Chiefs are on a, on a losing streak or a winning streak, I'll either shave it or grow it out. But it's what I do. And so if you notice this, it's gone. It's not goodbye. It's see you later. <laughs> you know what I think you should do? I think you should have varying levels. I think there should be like 
a big handlebar sort of dog holiday is the wild card round. And then you could have like, like you could take it all the way down to like a little Richard for the conference title game and like, you know, adjust accordingly. I don't know. I think there's something there. I, we got to workshop that. What's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat, picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Anyway, Super Bowl 58. Thrilling in every way. It was all the emotions. The frustration after the after the game. Patrick Mahomes said this game was a microcosm of our whole season in which the offense would be would would sputter. You'd have to figure out some things. The defense would carry, but then the offense would finally come through just enough and and special teams and you get the job done there. And like when I heard that I just thought that game was like re-experiencing the entire season front to back again, and yet they got it done. I it was unbelievable to watch it and and to see that happen. Wondering what you uh, we were. I was going to talk about this later, but I want to just bring this up right here. There's been three titles that you and I have been able to watch in this. For me, this one was like all the emotions and all the frustration and then the thrills and excitement. But how does this one compare with the first one, the first in 50 years, and then the second one where you're like, oh, man, these guys are like now legit, legit. Um, just, like just wondering which one feels maybe the most meaningful for you or or like how do the emotions or how like how does this one compare to the previous two? Yeah, that's a really good question. I, I think the first one obviously is going to have that special place of you finally did it. As Chiefs fans, we all thought Chiefs are cursed. It's never going to happen. So get over it. Don't even get your hopes up, right? Why Why do we have our hopes up? They're going to lose. And then they did it. They won. The curse was broken. The second one, as you mentioned, solidified it. That was a, a stamp of approval of, no, okay, that's not just a one and done. They're here. They're not going anywhere. And this one was different because like you mentioned, they struggled all season long. Christmas time, we thought they were done. Like we thought they were done, done. No time at all. All right, look towards next year. Mm-hmm. You, you saw people tweeting out, you know, you can't get it done with these wide receivers. You have to do a better job. Veach messed up. 
This is an atrocity. You're wasting a year of Mahomes' prime. And then we look back, and Brett Veach got it done. Brett Veach's game plan worked. Might not have been exactly what you want. You don't want your wide receivers to struggle that badly, but the actual overall game plan worked where the defense is great. They spent all that draft capital, as I mentioned, throughout the season, you know, first rounders, second rounders defensively. And then you you hope and pray that Mahomes can make the wide receivers better because he cannot make the defense better. And so what happened in the final moments of this game, well, or the game in, in, in general, MVS caught a touchdown pass. McCall yeah. Hogan t- caught a touchdown pass. Like Crazy. We're, we're not talking about A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith or, or Hill and Waddle or even Kelsey. Kelsey was great in this game, but he did elevate his receivers. Justin Watson, uh, was it Justin Watson and MV? No, Justin Watson and McCall Hardman had more receiving yards. Both had more receiving yards than either Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, or Debo Samuel. Crazy. So what you look at is the game plan in totality worked. And I think us as Chiefs fans need to take a step back and say, all right, it might not look great during the regular season. But at this point, the Chiefs don't necessarily care. They care, but that's not their main priority. It's why Travis Kelsey sat out week 18, right? It's why he said that 16 yards means a lot for a lot of tight ends. But Kelsey understood, give me a week off. Let me get healthy. Let me get right. And I'll show you because rings mean way more than adding another thousand yard season. Like this team embodies the spirit of team football. And that's why this one is so special to me. You know, Nick Allegretti filling in for first team all pro Joe Tooney. It was Harrison Butker yet again, coming up huge with, with, with these kicks, Tommy Townsend, some solid punts, but also getting the snap down that allowed Harrison Butker to try a 57 yarder. It was Deion Bush in the Ravens game, your fourth string safety coming up with the interception. It was the young guys, the old guys, the veterans, the new, the old. It was Drew Tranquil, the longtime charger, being an impact player all season long. It was Mike Pinnell, a guy who two weeks ago was sitting on his couch. Huge, huge. Destroying Trent Williams. Like, it was Jarek McKinnon who fought back from a major, major injury and surgery just five weeks later to all of a sudden having some great chips on Nick Bosa. It was all of these things in totality. It was the drops that all of a sudden turned into catches in the Super Bowl. It was the tackles who were getting penalties and flags all year long who held up to Chase Young, Nick Bosa. Like, this was everything. This is what makes me so happy. It was Carl Loftus. When a minute who goes down, Carl Loftus says, put the team on my back. <laughs> play this many snaps. I will never give up. Like, this was the ultimate team performance, and it came down to it. They were well-prepared. They understood overtime. They understood the nuances. They saved the best plays for the second half when you had to have it. In totality, this was the perfect win. So for me, I'm just so incredibly thrilled that we got to witness it. Yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. And and everything you just said, you could see – in Travis Kelsey's post-game like celebration and emotion. When he when he would like look around and he would get emotional in his own delivery beyond like the normal emotions of winning a Super Bowl, you could tell that there was something there from a veteran player who could look around and go, We've been through the fire. We like every week we were at the podium going, We know we gotta fix it. I know I got like Travis owned his own things all season. He was saying, I got to get better. I got to play better. Andy is going, we got to fix the mistakes. Everyone got tired of hearing it. Remember midseason, everyone's like, I wish Andy would say something else other than, yeah, we'll fix it. We know, like, I mean, 
you know, you get tired of hearing the same coach speak, but these guys meant it. Hey, we're trying to fix it. Hey, we're going back in and workshopping. Hey, we're trying to attend to the details that we need. We're trying to get over the mental hurdles that we're creating for ourselves. We're trying, we're, we're taking, we're taking every team's best effort week after week after week and trying to overcome it and learn something about ourselves on the fly so that when it matters, we're ready. And what was amazing, I love what you just said. Travis Kelsey set aside 16 yards in week 18, only to roar back with over 300 yards in the postseason. And it, it's just like, that was it for me. That was it. And so seeing like like what you just said, and then and then thinking of Travis's own response to looking around and going, this is a room full of guys who had to pull it together. And that makes it that much more meaningful. So I, I think to me, the first championship was like the most elated. It was like, oh my gosh, this is real. This is real. And you're just happy to win. But I think this win is is like maybe the most meaningful in terms of like, or I think this one taught me the most in terms of like, never doubt, never, never doubt that having the, having the best at the most important places is what ultimately matters in the end. And the depth. Again, I, I, I will remember this Super Bowl as the year of depth. Mm. I'll remember it as the Allegretti's, the Pinnell's, the Leo Chanel's, the Dion Bush's, the Chamari Connors. Like, I'll remember this year as the four great linebackers, the um, yeah. four yeah. great corners. I mean, right, because you had Joshua Williams and Jalen Watson, who had a really nice yeah. uh, season, honestly, as well. I mean, that's what I think I take away most from this is, yes, it is the CJ95s and the, and the Kelsey's and the Mahomes, but what really makes a team is the depth. Uh, you saw it against the Bills. What happened? They lost Matt Milano. They, they, they were losing a lot of guys. Chiefs had a lot of guys out, too. The reason was the Chiefs had the depth to back those guys up. Same against the Ravens and same against the Niners. Dre Greenlaw went out, and the Niners could not adapt. The Chiefs had that all season long, and they had to adapt. Yeah. They did. Um, I feel bad for Dre Greenlaw, by the way. That was horrible. I hate that for anyone. He came out with a vengeance. He was playing some really damn good football. Just um, on a play where he's trying to jog onto the field, and then suddenly the non-contact injury. That's that's just brutal for any guy. Yeah, but I also want to give a shout out to Chris Conley. Chris Conley was a madman in this game. Catch for 18, uh, down to punt at the two-yard line, had two just absolute hit sticks on Richie James. <laughs> uh, Chris Conley was incredible in this game. That was fun to watch him play. Yeah. Hey, let's let's talk the obvious here for just a minute. Pat Mahomes. I mean, what do you learn about Pat Mahomes in a game like this that you didn't already know? Is is there anything there? I think you learn. I mean, we kind of already knew, but no moment is too big. No matter the situation, the down, no matter how much the Chiefs are down and they struggle, um, he'll find a way. You know, late in that game, he had to use his legs to get his team going. Right. Remember that the second half, all of a sudden, like, oh, yeah. great. We thought the second half was going to be different. It did not. Second half is the exact same. And then he got the team going a little bit by running the football multiple times. Um, great play called by Andy. I kind of learned a little bit by Andy in this game, too, that maybe he does save a player, too. I was so furious that he called timeout instead of challenging the play and then ran the same dumbass play again <laughs> in the first half. I was so pissed. My fiance's like, calm down. I'm like, no, that's so dumb. Why do you do that? It's the second time we've seen the playoffs. Yeah. And then what happens? He saves the play call when it's fourth and one. The team needs to have it. Easy pickup. Like, 
I, I guess we already knew to never doubt Mahomes, but this just cements it because I had that feeling in overtime and the Niners kicked a field goal. I go, game's over. Chiefs won. Yep. I go, no yep. chance. Like, like, it's done. And I don't know if I've ever had that feeling ever in my life about anything. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, same thing. You know, I, I learned um, – I think I was already confident, but I but I think now there's just an ultimate confidence. In, in fact, it's the kind of confidence that's going to drive everyone else crazy. It's the kind of confidence that that, um, yeah. Because at this point, because at this point, here's what I think. I, tell me if I'm wrong here. Next year, next year, if we lose even two games in a row, let's say we lose to the Broncos and the Raiders next year, for that matter, right? I'm not going to care. I'm going to be honest. I'm not. I'm not going to care one iota about most regular season results, period. Even over a prolonged time, even if they go like two and five for the first seven games, I won't I won't give a shit, honestly. Because ultimately I'm like, yeah, they're sorting they're sorting stuff out, of course. Yeah, they need to get healthy. Yeah, they're they'll make the adjustment. I mean, like I just at this point, it would take a tremendous amount of losses in a row or at least just a whole sunken part of the schedule for me to ever worry about this team and this leadership ever again doubting them because of this particular Super Bowl run you know you've seen that stat the DVOA yeah like no team has had a a, a tougher road to the Super Bowl and to win than this one I, yeah, to me, to me, that's what it does for me. Yeah, I think you're completely right. I mean, I, I don't want it to sound like we don't care about the regular season, but it's not that we don't care. It's that I think we now have trust, yeah. like almost blinded trust, yes. especially in Brett Veach. Again, I will care about the regular season. I'm going to give our thoughts. I know I might even be harder than you on some time. You know, like sometimes I'm going to be irate and I'll probably look back 15 weeks ahead and be like, why was I so mad about that game? <laughs> but that's the way we are as human beings. And again, sure. every game to an extent does matter because the Chiefs made this a much harder playoff and Super Bowl run than it had to be. They got it done, but they made it harder on themselves. Yeah. But again, as you as you mentioned, they got it done. So why would we worry that much? And again, I think Brett Veach of all people is probably the most vindicated. Brett Veach of all people has to feel the most elated. You yeah. know, he made one of the biggest franchise altering moves of trading away a top three wide receiver in the NFL, the best wide receiver in Chiefs history, right? You want to say Otis Taylor, fine, I'll I'll entertain it, but let's be real. It's Tyreek. Yeah. That's one where if you don't win a – even if you go to the AFC Championship and lose two years in a row back-to-back, great years most of the time, right? The question would always remain, but what if they had Tyreek? Yes. The amount of stones it took for that to happen. Even this year, they won the Super Bowl last year. And the big talking point was, well, what if they had Tyreek this year? Remember that? Like, that was still a big talking point. Sure. So if you're Brett Veach right now, you you have to imagine he's sitting there, I told you, bleepers. I told you. Believe <laughs> in me. 2-0 without him. I know what the bleep I'm doing. I know why I spent all this draft capital on defense. I know why everyone was concerned about wide receiver. But I know what this team can do. I know Mahomes can elevate, while just like you two, while the defense, they can't elevate Mahomes. They can only give him vertigo. It's like a beautiful that. day now in the <laughs> aftermath of that. You're, you look, you're totally right. You're totally right about Brett Veach. I, you know, Brett didn't want to trade Tyreek. He was wanting to re-sign him. I mean, he, they, were, they were ready. They were in talks. No one wanted him to go. But, but seeing what he was able to do with that draft capital, when do you ever see a deal 
when there's like sm several smaller parts traded for the one bigger part. The one bigger part is always the side of the deal you want to be on. Always, always. You hardly ever see like this in, in the NBA or whatever. The team that has to settle for like all the smaller disparate parts usually is the one on the losing end. It's amazing how that's turned out. By the way, I tweeted this out, but just for the sake of review, from that 22 draft, right? From that 22 draft, the Chiefs have uh, Karloftis, Trent McDuffie, Brian Cook, Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson, um, and uh, and um, oh, one more on defense from that two. There were six. And and when you think of that defense, every one of those guys, oh, and Leo Chanel, right? You have those six guys on defense with two years left on their rookie deals, and they they go against Mahomes every day in practice. They take the best of what teams have to offer every week in the season. They've won two Super Bowls already together, and now next year is supposed to be the year that they like truly blossom. Like these guys have already, I, it's insane to me. All I'm saying is this defense is going to get that much better. Um, even if they lose some parts, it's incredible. Yeah. This um, is just, I think it was the youngest by snap adjusted defense in the NFL. So it's not like they're crazy of older players. Now don't get me wrong. Legereus Sneed and Chris Jones, those were your two best players most of the season. Right. And those are your veterans. So if you lose those two guys, it's going to be a huge difference. But again, it just shows you, as you're mentioning, the the, the type of talent while also being so young. And then again, yeah. at some point, um, Dave Merritt deserves so much credit for what he's been able to do. Um, I mean, let's be real now. Rashad Fenton was a solid cornerback, sixth rounder, kind of, kind of Brett Veach, found a way to use him. But then also Dave Merritt. I mean, think of this. What's Rashad Fenton doing now? Rashad Fenton was a good corner here in Kansas City. Like, he was not bad. What was Bashad Breland doing here? Bashad Breland was really good here. Then, then what, what happened? I mean, he had some off-the-field issues and stuff. Like, they get the best out of their guys here. Yeah. They know what fits the system, what fits the scheme. Now, Kendall Fuller's had a nice career before and after, so I'll give you that one. But in totality, it almost seems like everyone who, ha who, who has played in Kansas City in the secondary under Dave Merritt have had their best seasons here. Tyron Matthew. He's good before and after, but were his best two seasons. Well, they were here in Kansas City. Yeah. I think that does mean something. Justin Reed, too. Justin Reed's had his best seasons here in Kansas City, not in Houston. They've been here. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's true. Yeah, even with like Mike Edwards stepping yes. in this year. Yeah. It's all. Yeah. Totally. Um, hey, uh, Super Bowl MVP, Patrick Mahomes. But if you had to, other than Patrick Mahomes, <clears throat> Who would you have given the MVP award to? No, this is tough. I think Butker has a case. I think Carl Loft has had a case. Okay. Um, I as much as I love Mike Pinnell, I don't think he legitimately had a case. Yeah. Um, I would have said Trent McDuffie. I know he had one bad penalty, and it was kind of questionable. I thought he got ran into. I thought it was more of a hold than like a or more of a um what's the accidental contact what, what, whatever, the, whatever the penalty is instead of a hold because he wasn't really holding it was more of um like accidental, accidental contact yeah, incidental contact there we go thank you 
But even with that penalty, he locked down Debo. He saved a touchdown early in that game. Huge. Trent McDuffie was everywhere. Um, he allowed Spagnuolo to send guys on a blitz because he was going one-on-one against a much more physical wide receiver than he is. Mm-hmm. He brought down George Kittle. It was one-on-one. How many times does Kittle drag a dude for 12 yards? Most most times. Almost anyone. Yeah, yeah. But not McDuffie. I mean, I mean yeah. like, I, I think I would have gone Trip McDuffie, honestly. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I rem- but but it certainly warrants a conversation. We'll have that conversation, I'm sure, later on this offseason. But I remember telling you before the season, I believe by season's in that Trent McDuffie is going to be the single best defensive player on this team, and that includes Chris Jones. I don't think he's better than Chris Jones at this point because Chris Jones is likely a Hall of Fame player. He's he's on that trajectory now. However, Trent McDuffie is for sure the man. I I I've loved him. I I just think he's going to be great. That said, I love like I love what you're saying about McDuffie, but Leo Chanel for me yeah. would have been it. Yeah. That dude. The, look, the Niners were going to score three at least on that opening drive before he forced that fumble from CMC. Uh, he he then then to block the extra point, right? I mean, like Chanel is directly responsible for f- deleting four points in a game where your teams were tied at nineteen all at the end of the game. That to me, and he had some other plays too, plays in the backfield, got a hit on uh, on Purdy. That was good. Uh, to me, Chanel and and his ability to kind of be that uh, sort of chess piece in the Super Bowl was was the edge, and and I'm all I'm all in on him. Yeah, uh, in that way, he destroyed George Kittle time and time again. Like it was hilarious. <laughs> Which, but I love George Kittle, so I hate that I've become this guy who's. I'm not slandering George Kittle. I think he's the second best tight end in football. But this is for all the people that think it's actually a competition between him and Kelsey. Watch this game. Like, Kelsey had was nine receptions, 93 yards. He had the the massive catch late. Kittle was two for four. And I go, that's great. Blocking's outstanding, but what are you going to have? Who was the bigger impact in this game? The guy who always affected through the air, who, by the way, is a damn good blocker in his own right, but for some reason always gets discredited for it, or George Kittle, who had two receptions, four yards, and by the way, got his ass kicked time and time again by Leo Chanel. Yeah, which one's more valuable? Like, I never understand this argument. I talked to Shannon Sharp on Radio Row about this. I said, who's the best tight end of all time? He goes, Travis Kelly's not even close. Like, it, it was not, not even close. He, he, basically, it's, it's along the lines of, everyone goes, oh, he's just a glorified receiver. Well, then why isn't every other bleeping tight end in the NFL doing it then? Because they can't. <laughs> it's because they can't. Yeah, like, And that's yeah. what it comes down to. Like, I love George Kittle. I love him. But if he was so good as a receiver, they'd use him there more. They use him in a way that is best for the 49ers. The way that's best for Kansas City is using Kelsey's best attribute. Why would you want Kelsey to block more? That would be stupid. It'd be dumb. <laughs> I'm just... I'm mind blown by the um, absurdity that is folks who can't understand that receiving is a bigger way of affecting your team as a tight end than blocking. That's like asking, well, yeah, that running back's great and all, but how's his, uh, his pass protection? No one cares about Derrick Henry's pass protection. No one cares because <laughs> Derrick Bleep and Henry, you draft a guy in the sixth round for, for pass protection. Dude. Oh. 
you would see Blake Bell with his arms around Lana Del Rey or something. Yeah. If blocking was this like, like this elevated art form of like that, that changes the whole face of the game. Uh, important. Yes. Get you a job in the NFL. Sure. Want those guys around. Absolutely. Going to make all pro teams and change the, the, the face of competition. Not whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and you know what? George Kittle would agree. Like, like both of those guys have tremendous respect for the other. Yes. So Kelsey's the first one to go. George Kittle's badass. Every like he's he's world class. And Kittle's Kittle's good at going. Travis Kelsey's the man. He he's he's a Hall of Fame player, best position. So yeah, it it's stupid that fans even even like uh, make a thing about this. Yeah, should not be a thing. But you're right with Leo. Leo was all over the field. Um, he's grown yeah. so much from year one to year two. Um, again, I had a chance to ask him on the field on opening night about the growth with Spagnolo, and he just he goes the first year I was drinking from a water hose, like it was just so much, or from I think it's a fire hose, like like it was just so much getting pumped at you at once because Spags is so unique, and also Leo's skill set's unique, so he was asked to do a lot. It was a little too much at times. Well, you saw what happened this year. He also says he enjoys lining up at edge every once in a while too. He says it's kind of fun. So I, I just, I, I think you, you're right on though. And Leo Chanel's a guy who now in back-to-back playoffs has been a huge part of this. I know last year as a rookie, he didn't play a ton, but when he was on the field, he was a great run stuffer. Yeah. This year he did even, even more. So his growth, whatever happened with Willie Gay Jr., with Drew Tranquil, um, you have Nick Bolton still here and you got Leo still here. That's a great building block right there. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I'm I'm anxious to see how much he develops there. Uh what want to move on to a different question, but we actually had some questions in the comments. So I want to uh just cover the basis here with you. You know, everyone has made something out of this Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid um sideline discussion, heated emotional burst, whatever you want to call it. Um look, man, it's a nothing burger to me. It's just not. If you've ever been in sports, you know that like in the heat of in the heat of the moment, like like you can't communicate in a like you would in a public library on the sideline of the Super Bowl. Like what like what do you expect? You 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 want to go over to the card catalog, file something in the Dewey Decimal System, come over and politely request the books he needs to check out for his book report from Andy Reid. Oh, and by the way, why did you take me out? of that play. I'm trying to make sure and respect everyone's work environment here. No, you got to run over. Cause you got a, a couple quick seconds. You got to find the man. You got to ask him what you want. And so he goes over, runs, yells, gets his thing. It's all caught on camera. It's pulled out with no context and shared everywhere. And it looks like a player assaulting his coach and the poor old man, Andy Reed, uh, you know, the living legend who's gets pushed around by Taylor Swift's boyfriend. It's just so asinine to me that that was like a main talking point after the game. Agree or disagree? What do you got? Man, completely agree with you, dude. I don't have much else to add. I mean, that was that was perfect. I, I think it was one of those things where in the moment we're all like, whoa, what the hell's happening? That's not cool. Um, and then again, as long as Andy Reid's cool with it and these guys have played at the highest level, they understand what's going on. Yep. If, if Andy's not mad about it, why are we mad about it? Right, right. We don't even have a right to be mad about it. Look, I'll say, I'll say this. This may sound funny. Best marital advice I ever got. Best marital advice I ever got. 
an 85 year old man told me one time, he's like, you want to know how we made it 65 years? I'm like, uh, sure. I'm not going to turn that advice down. He said, always believe the best about the other person, no matter what they're doing or saying. I was like, all right, look, man, I think that's true of most things, not like just marriage. So look, if you see Travis Kelsey run over and bump his coach and yell at him, you can make that into the worst thing possible in your head. Or, hey, maybe I should believe the best thing about this. The fact that Travis Kelsey took questions earlier in the week about being Andy Reid's, quote, favorite player. because And then he's like, well, I'm the longest tenured. So yeah, you know, like maybe it does. Like we've been, we've been here at the executive. Look, like that's the kind of relationship they have. We don't need to believe the worst about them. If you look at that, believe the best, there's probably a good explanation. You just don't know it. And you know what? We don't need to know everything. So, yeah, it turned out to be a nothing burger because we all – it's just silly. We should move on. Yeah, I, I like this actual comment from Mark, though, as well. If we lost, it would have been a bigger deal. Winning soothes the soul. Yeah, again, I think True. it's such a good True. point. I think if the Chiefs would have lost, we'd look back and say, well, what, what was going on? Well, where was the disconnect? It's what we do. Uh, we try and micro analyze every little thing, obviously. Um, but again, I, I think you're correct. Winning, obviously, we gloss over this. Yeah. I, I think Kelsey made a mistake, but at the end of the day, it's not our mistake to all of a sudden judge. That's for Andy Reid, that's for the Kansas City Chiefs. And if they don't care, again, why should we? Um, super chat here from Thane. Thank you, Thane. Appreciate it. you. Said Reid drafted Jason and Travis. Let's act like Andy hasn't yelled at Travis before. They have a relationship we don't get. Perfect. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And look, this isn't Travis has done this before. Remember, he, uh, I remember writing up something where he like got into something and pushed a coach like Eric B afterward was like, it's okay. It's all good. It's not like it was like 2019 or something. Um, so, you know, we've been down these roads before passion on the sideline leads to confrontation it doesn't have to mean anything other than in the moment there were questions and answers that were needed. So, um, hey, wh- I'll, go ahead. Going back to Thane's uh, again, thank you because I think you were you were spot on right there. Going back to Jason really quickly, just because I see the name Jason in there. Hear me out for a second. You saw the look on Jason Kelsey's face at the end of that game. He looked like, damn, I really wish this was me. Just 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 the look on his face. Just he he wants one more. We know this. Creed Humphrey's been having a lot of low snaps. Hey, hey. I love Creed. Hey. Can you take me to the left or right? Like, can you move him? Let's say Joe Tooney's contract. You can't come to it. It's too much of a cap it for a left guard. What do you say? A little little Creed to left guard action. Jason Kelsey comes in. Sterling. Sterling. Uh, I might be in just above right now. I mean, I love who in America doesn't love Jason Kelsey. I mean, everyone loves Jason Kelsey. And if we didn't have Creed Humphrey, I would, I mean, I'd get a tattoo to bring Jason Kelsey here. Having the Kelsey brothers on the same team is, <laughs> would be go- golden, golden. That's all I'm trying to do, Connor. I'm trying Dude. to find a way to get them both here. And I'm saying, if they're Dude. both here, would you move Creed to a guard spot? I don't move Creed <laughs> anywhere unless Creed says, I would like to be moved. I don't, look, man. High snap, low snap, mid snap, whatever in one game is is not doing it for me. Creed's laid out two, three years of being like 
He's already considered the best other than Kelsey in the game. If Kelsey steps aside, you're talking about the best of the position. I'm not messing with that dude. And I'm not messing with Tooney. I'm not messing with Tooney. What are you doing? Who's I'm saying if contracts, I'm saying if con, okay, fine. Jason Kelsey can come as a backup. He'll be yeah. a super sub on the offensive line. You're just trying to put together the good time guys up front and forget that, that they're like, they actually have to play or something. I don't yeah. know. You just wasn't like, you're wanting like a bachelor party up front. Yes, uh, exactly. And I want to be invited to said bachelor party. <laughs> I want Nick Allegretti back too because I feel like Allegretti would crush some beers. Like I, I feel like it. Allegretti would just be a, a good time too. I love it. Hey, let me ask you this: What are your thoughts on the Niners? They lost. I just like. Do you think they're going to be back here again? I, 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 I guess I want to say this. Uh, you know, they lost a close game overtime. I want to give them good credit. Brock Purdy played better than I ever thought he would in that game. The Niners played better. Than I thought they. Would. I I predicted the Chiefs by three scores. What the hell did I know? I don't know. Which, by the way, everyone should know that already. I don't know. But look, Brock Purdy played a great game. Shanahan and his staff had a great plan. Steve Wilkes' defense had a really great plan. Um, yeah, they were just they were well prepared. Um, I, they played physical and fast. I I was just very impressed by the Niners. And if I'm a Niners fan. I'm, of course, down and deflated, but also feeling very good about my team and and where we're going to be in the next few years. Yeah, I mean, if you come for the King, you best not miss. The Niners came out. No, seriously, the Niners came out, though, hard-hitting, yeah. very physical. They were on the ground a lot with McCaffrey trying to establish something. The Chiefs just didn't allow them. I mean, they were beating up McCaffrey throughout the game. It was crazy. They have nothing – Nothing to, to, to be sad about. The one question I have is Shanahan is now getting Andy Reid territory where I said before this game even started, an offensive genius, great head coach, known, everyone loves him, mm. but he keeps coming up short in the biggest moments. And I'm not saying you fire Shanahan by any means. I think that's just absolutely absurd. I think he had a great year. He's doing this all with LD, LDP, last draft pick. He's not had a um, a great quarterback his entire time there. It's been absurd what he's been able to do. But at some point, I wonder if they have an Andy Reid two seasons from now, three seasons from now, if they mm-hmm. win a Super Bowl. They're like, you know what? Let's do the same thing. We'll move on. He goes to a new team, and he wins three Super Bowls. Like, he seems very Andy reid to me right now. Mm. And it's not all his fault. He wasn't the guy who told a guy on a punt return to hit it off his legs. So the chiefs could recover and score the first touchdown, right? <laughs> like it wasn't his fault that um, what's his name. Their, their kicker Moody decided to kick a, uh, a low stinger into the arms of Leo Chanel, right? Like in the day though, you were the OC on a 28, three collapse two times in the Super Bowl, You've had double digit leads and lost at some point. It does become you. At some point, the fact that you didn't know or even explain the overtime rules to your guys comes down on you. Yeah, I love Shanahan. I, I think he's a top three head coach in the NFL right now. I, I mean, I love Shanahan. But it does feel very Andy Reid-like now. Yeah. By the way, one one more from Super Bowl wrap-up here. What's your favorite play from the game? Mm. 
Great question. Let me get to this one really quickly. The super chat from Thane again. Thane, really do appreciate you. Said Creed tossed Warner at the club. He <laughs> stays. But yeah, that was awesome. I'm, I'm kidding, by the way. I hope you've gathered that. I, I I want the offensive line to stay as is with most likely Wanye Morris at left tackle. That's more or less what I want. I just don't know Joe Tooney's actual contract situation scenario is reworked. It made it, I think, a little more difficult to cut him. It's a lot for a left guard. I was it being, I was joking, um, just because I love Jason Kelsey. No, Creed Humphrey is the best center in the NFL. I'm, I'm being uh, facetious here. Um, that was odd. Low snaps. It was odd, right? Yeah. I mean, I, when I, I was watching it, I was like, "What's going on with my boy here?" I love Creed. As a Mizzou fan, I'm very used to our center having bad snaps. It's just what we do. It's just, uh, <laughs> it was common. <laughs> Wait, does it? Mizzou has a good tradition of interior oh, linemen. Great, great offensive linemen uh, in general. Bat, this year, all the snaps were like three times a game. It was like, I'm just going to hike the ball whenever I want. I don't care oh. if they're ready. We're just firing that thing. Okay. It was great. Yeah, I wondered. I wondered about that. Uh, your favorite play? I think my favorite play was the Mahomes keep where Nick Bosa just completely crashed down and Mahomes had a 15 yard run, whatever it was. Uh, yeah. Um, because that told me Andy Reid had that play in his in his bag forever. He was holding on to that for a play that really mattered. Mm-hmm. That play mattered. Um, you know, the fourth and one, I'm sitting here going, why aren't you? Why aren't you just getting under center? After <laughs> I we talked to Mahomes in training camp and he goes, you know, if it happens, maybe in the Super Bowl, I got to call my number on a QB sneak because they're not going to do it. I thought for sure in that moment, I'm getting yeah. to my TV. It's like QB sneak. <laughs> like, like, like I'm trying to start a chant with only me and my fiance and dog in the room. But like, <laughs> what a play call. He had so what many a- options. He could go to Kelsey. He could take it. He also had a, a handoff option. It was a triple option. Yeah. I guess double option. Um, but man, I was, that play call for me was, was the one. Yeah. Uh, my favorite was Chanel's block of the when I saw that he the, that extra point did not go through. That's when I knew I was like, "That's it, that's it. You have to be up four. You have to be up four right now." And the fact that they were only up three, I was like, "That's it. That Chanel did it." That and I loved that as a bit of redemption for Dave Tobe and his unit this year. Because it's been a, rough, I mean, it's been a rough year for everybody. I think everybody need a little bit of redemption this year, except except for Spags and and the whole defense. They've carried everything all year long. But uh, yeah, it was nice. It was nice to see special teams make such an important play and uh, and adjust the game there. Yeah, couldn't agree more, man. Man, um, well, folks, here we've come to the end of the show here or near the end. And if you've been with us for a while, you know that uh, when we do, we segue into something we call the must list, which is when we recommend something that we've watched, read, listened to, um, I don't know, filmed, experienced, whatever it is. And we want to share with you. We always love hearing your own reflections and recommendations as well, um, if you want to join us. But uh, we want to bring our, our producer, Richard. Richard, you there, my friend? I'm here, fellas. Yeah. How about those Chiefs? Yeah, love it. Uh, hey, before we do, one more super chat here from Thane. Thanks again, Thane. Appreciate all this. Uh, Vegas has the Chiefs as underdogs this upcoming go-around. When asked, Mahomes smiled. 
Gotta love that. Gotta well, you love heard that. what Mahomes said when he when he was on the podium after the game, like you were underdogs, you know, in the last three games. He goes, We're never underdogs. We're never underdogs. <laughs> I mean, that's just hey, <laughs> the media's gonna do. I'm surprised the Chargers aren't already AFC West favorites. Dude, they have hardball now. They have hardball now. It's that makes all the difference. All I take back everything I said about not caring about the regular season. Yeah. Uh anyway, welcome to the muscle list, folks. Um, by the way, quick, quick note, uh, for everyone who's probably wanting to talk about like, are we going to re-sign Chris Jones, Legere Sneed, who are we going to draft, blah, 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 blah. By the way, we have the next several months to cover all of the things that the chiefs are going to be doing. We're in super bowl glory mode right now. We're basking in it. Tomorrow's the parade. So that's what we're talking about. So yeah, don't worry. We're going to cover all that stuff in great detail, including throughout this week too. We have multiple other shows coming your way um, on the must list this week. Welcome Richard. Uh, you want to go first, my friend, you want to tell us what you're into? Yeah, let's, let's get it over with. Uh, I, I was a little jealous this last week. Sterling got to go to the sphere. He got to see you too. Apparently Matt Connor got to see that as well. I went the week before I went the, the week, week before. before really jealous. I, I, I didn't get to have my own cool music experience, but guess what addicts you can have one at home with my must list of the Flaming Lips eighth album. It's called Zyrica. It's a portmanteau of Zaire and Eureka. Put that together. I don't know why. Just Google a photo of Wayne Coyne and you'll have your answer. But this album's amazing. It's it's eight tracks, 45 minutes each, but it's split up into four CDs or four vinyls. Or if you stream it, it's like um, it's 34, 32 tracks long, basically. Um, you're supposed to play all those tracks on separate devices, four devices in total, so you have a true quadraphonic album experience. You have drums playing in your right. You've got uh, people screaming on your left. You've got guitars on your front. It's crazy. Zyrica, uh, check it out. It'll save you about you know eight hundred dollars going to see you two in a big giant ball. <laughs> Wait, are you're you're serious about this? Like you're this supposed to play album. four albums at once? I bought this in high school. It was amazing. I used to have my friends. We would get all of our cars together and we'd park our trunks, uh, it, like kind of with our trunks pointed towards the center. We'd all put the CDs in our car. We'd all count, you know, out the doors. You go, you know, press play in three, two, one. And if you get it correctly, it yeah. plays in unison. And then you just hang out in the middle and you you you, you do no drugs and alcohol because you're, you're of age and you just listen to music. That's great. I mean, I love the Flaming Lips. I mean, I love Yoshimi. I love. I mean, mm-hmm. they're like their music's so good, but I've never even heard of that. This album doesn't really. I mean, it wasn't on streaming for a while, but I think they just released it finally. Maybe I haven't checked on it, but uh, yeah, you can you can now listen to it. Uh, you can, on four devices, or you can listen to it mixed down, but that kind of destroys the purpose when it's all just <laughs> two channels in your head. So check out Zyrica, find some friends, hang out, see off season, uh, just do something fun. Zyrica, Zyrica, Sterling. What about you, brother? Sleep. <laughs> the man who did 108 interviews and inhaled Vegas for a week is recommending sleep. That I all right. Two two ones. Fremont Street down there in Vegas. That's the old Vegas. That place is sick, dude. Fremont Street is what you picture like Vegas actually being. The strip's fine, uh, but it just reeks of weed out on that. Sorry. Uh, you gotta have a gas mask. Somehow the part that's even dirtier is somehow cleaner. Yeah. Saw a dude selling weed and alcohol from a backpack next to a cop. That was pretty cool. I could not stop laughing the entire time. Like I'm like, where where am I? There's this giant 
giant King Kongs hanging out. There is, is this some- your first time in Vegas? Oh yeah, dude. It was, it was oh. glorious. I went to the casino, won some money, uh, ended up 60 bucks for the entire trip, 160 bucks overall. So that, that feels pretty, uh, pretty strong, but I'll go, uh, actual album 1984 by Van Halen. Just so good. Drop dead legs. Classic. Panama, Classic. uh, hot for teacher. Hot for teacher. Love that uh, one. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm 1984 by Van Halen this year or th- this week. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> love it. Love it. Man. Well, I'm, gosh, I love Vegas. Maybe I just recommend Vegas. By the way, what I love about Vegas is even you just have like world-class drinks, world-class dining, like right at your disposal. I love staying off the strip and just like coming in to take advantage of the good things without having to like, like make my way through like the worst of people and, and like, yeah. Anyway, there's a way to do Vegas that you can like experience all the good stuff. You're surrounded by red rock canyons and all that. I mean, it, you can really do some cool stuff out there. You're so close to the grand Canyon, Zion national park, um, et cetera. But uh, yeah, anyway, that wasn't even my must list, but I'll make it. So, uh, and then of course the sphere, the giant sphere, it was incredible. It was incredible. I've never seen anything like it. And I paid through the nose to go see it and Sterling did not. So I'm a little sour about that. That's all. I live a very farcical life, Matt Connor fart. I'm not sure what a fart sickle is, but I don't want any part of that. Anyway, on behalf of all of us, look, we'll say this. Uh, this is our last you know, episode where we're breaking down the before we get to the off season as we're talking about the end of the season, folks, you guys have been so great. Always hanging out. We're over 50,000 subscribers. That's not lost on us. It's just amazing. Uh, any of you out there with super chats and memberships and, and all that. We're also thankful for it uh, more than anything, just for the camaraderie. So yeah, on behalf of Richard and Sterling, uh, and myself, we thank you so much for hanging out with us. We'll be back, back tomorrow with uh, Adam Best and Sterling Holmes, who hopefully will be feeling a little bit better. And later on this week with Patrick Allen as well. Until then, I'd say go Chiefs, but they don't even need me to say it anymore. They're so good. So just Chiefs, keep doing what you're doing. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.